Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast with your hosts, Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor, where we discuss all things related to outdoor and nature photography. In today's episode, Henry and Ryan discuss what they're both looking forward to most this new year with their photography. Be sure to check out our show notes at the end of the show and to follow us on Instagram at All Outdoors Photography Podcast. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. Uh, happy 2021. This is season two episode 23 so yeah today me and henry are going to be talking about um our photographer resolutions for this new year so this could be about anything it could be about traveling the gear everything between creating content online whatever we both feel like more and less um and more or less you know what we really want to resolve this year Mm -hmm. yeah just just anything we any photography habits or any anything we want to change in 2020 or just keep going in 2020 so 2021 me, sorry <laughs> yeah I don't, it feels like an extension already of <laughs> so far at least same year yeah. but um i feel like for me it's more more of more you know it's not really much of less but it's just i want to do more other things as much as i can you know with which with as much time as i have really i don't know about you but it's just how i feel yeah i'm, I'm very similar with that yeah so we're we're gonna start with uh less so basically um what habits or what tendencies do you want to do less of in 2021? So Ryan, go ahead. Sure. Um, so the biggest one I would say is social media in general. I want to be less on it. Um, I really only use social media to promote my photography. I, I'm not really, I feel like I'm a very private person. I just don't feel the need to really be boisterous about every little thing I'm doing in my whereabouts. But um, in terms of my photography, um, and I'm still kicking myself because I feel like this is like a bad move in a little way, a little bit of a way, but um, I don't want to use social media as much to promote. I don't know. I want to do more in-person stuff, more um, local, just meeting people that might buy my work or just other photographers that way. And I'm not discrediting social media at all because, you know, I have met like Henry here and, you know, many people, but I want to use less of it this year, I think, um, spend less time on it, you know, and actually just go out and take photos instead. Um, and this kind of, I, I made a blog post recently about this very topic because I was just thinking a lot about it as the new year, you know, kind of came about and I'm like, I really, yeah, I want to kind of challenge myself and see how little I can use it, but still, you know, promote my stuff and share ideas and photos with people in my, you know, my community. But I'll just leave it at that, you know, less social media, I think. Um, And then the second one is forcing photos to happen. Um, This is mainly when I do videos because I find I have to force myself sometimes to make you know, a photo happen, and it just doesn't always work that way. It's usually that photo ends up being pretty bad on its own. Um, so this year I'm going to try my best to not force that and just let, you know, just weather conditions or the light kind of roll out. And um, I've been finding more and more lately in the past you know year or two is that I will actually walk away without a photo purposefully. You know, if I just don't feel like it's going to work out, I just don't force it. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? You know, I just mm-hmm. won't do... Yeah, I just, if I know it's not going to work out, I'm not going to waste my time because then I'm just going to go home and edit this photo that's only okay, you know? Yeah, I mean, so. when you're when you're forcing yourself like that, you, you get in your own head and you just end up messing up the photo, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it becomes less fun. I don't know about you, but, like, I, I find if I force myself to, like, look for a composition out, you know, outdoors in nature, it's, like, it kind of becomes less fun. I don't know. Does that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah, like, if, if you're, like, hiking, at least for me, like if I'm like hiking 
and I like tell myself I need to get a photo on this hike. I'll in- enjoy the hike way less because I'm always putting that expectation instead of right. just like enjoying nature. Right, right. Yeah. And that's even with or without the camera. Like I could just be out hiking, um, like you said, or just with my phone only outdoors. And I just find, you know, it's like the photographer's eye where I'm just always looking for a photo, even if I'm just trying to be out there enjoying nature and, you know, unplugging and unwinding. It's like I'm always looking and it's kind of it kind of becomes irritating when you try to because this is when you do this stuff so much, you know, you're working to make this full time. At least I am. It's like I kind of do need to unplug from it, even as much as I enjoy it for what it is. It's like I need to, you know, just de-stress from it because it is pretty stressful um, trying to find photos. They're great. Yeah. So it's it's just the tough thing that I have to hopefully find more balance of this year and to just enjoy being in the moment, even if it doesn't reward me with the photo. Okay. It's I feel like you're kind of trying to return to what photography was supposed to be before social media, you know, just Mm -hmm. kind of a more of an art form instead of a social media ploy, I guess, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, it was more innocent. I'll put it at that. Like um, mm-hmm. I joined, I think I joined social media, well, for photography in January, 2019. So it's about two years ago now. Um, I've been pretty active online um, building a following, but before that, you know, I was just, it was still about me first and foremost, but like, it just felt more, I don't know, freeing, I guess, you know, there's that limitations or sorry, not limitations, but expectations of, you know, producing work that people will enjoy, you know, and it's, you know, it just, it can sap the fun out of it, I think. Mm. Yeah. Like at least for, at least for me, what I've found is what, like what gets the most likes on like my Instagram page is the complete opposite of my favorite photos to shoot. I like, you know, I, I find that the grand landscapes and even like city stuff, like I, I went to New York last, last year um in 2019 um in the fall and those photos got like three times the amount of likes i ever get on my nature stuff (laughs) it was just like (laughs) i don't know like and i didn't enjoy taking those photos it was just you know a snapshot as i was walking through the city um and then the stuff you really enjoy it can you know may not get in as many likes and that can get in your head sometimes. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I've been meaning to ask you not even on the show, but just in general is like, do you find like the photos that you like the most aren't really adding up to what other people like the most? I find that really interesting. It makes you wonder. Yeah. Like, like recently I uh, did this, like I found this scene with like rocks and like these uh, like ice and like a Creek. I did a focus stack and everything. I really worked hard on that photo and that like bombed like likewise. It's just, it's, you know, your mind is very different from other people's likes, I guess. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's photography or, you know, it's all subjective, right? At the end of the day. Um, But Mm -hmm. it is, it is interesting, I think, because, you know, I might be like, this is my best image ever. And then you posted it on Instagram and then like you get in your head a little bit when you start saying it gets less than favorable likes. I get that way so much now, which is terrible if you ask me, which is the reason why I won't want to like distance myself more from it is that it's just like you get like yeah i don't know you just put yourself down a little bit you're like i i thought this image was good you know you start thinking of at least i do like overthinking like what's the problem with it you know it almost becomes a problem that wasn't really there in the first place Mm -hmm. for sure uh do you have any other less uh resolutions (laughs) I don't, I don't think so. Not the moment, you know, but I guess as this year kind of unfolds, cause you know, we'll see, I guess, but I may think of some more, but yeah, for now, that's all I really have. All right.
Okay, so um, for me, uh, the main one would be to stop caring about gear so much. Like, I don't, like, I'm not, like, obsessive over gear, but specifically on YouTube, where I could be watching, like, a video about composition. Instead, I fill my time watching videos about, like, lenses and cameras that won't improve my photography. So I I really want to kind of shift towards watching more educational photography stuff instead of the gear stuff. It's just a, a weird habit, but uh, I'd like to learn more about the creative side instead of just learning about camera specs, you know? Right. Would you say, like, maybe maybe reframing how you kind of consume content, video content on YouTube? Maybe reframe how who you're subscribed to. Like, I'm not sure who you're subscribed to that you're watching on a regular basis, but, like, is it, like, people like... Um, Fronos, where he's like always talking about gear, or is it more people like Simon Baxter, where he's talking about composition and creative stuff? Yeah, I'm subscribed to like all the like big gear people, like the Northrops and the Fronos photo and all those people. And I watch like all their videos, but I'm also subscribed to like more of the creative side, but I don't, I skip a lot of their videos and I, I'd really like to reshift towards watching those. Right. Right. Like I watch all, I watch all the Thomas Heaton stuff, but he's like the only in the field guy that I like regularly watch. Him and like uh, Photo Tripper, uh, but I'd like I mean, to watch more. Like Baxter, he's good. Like I know he's. he's I want to get better at Woodland anyway, so he'd be. A good I will. One. I will say Thomas Heaton's probably the one I watch practically all of his videos, and I feel like the nice thing is he does a fifty-fifty split pretty evenly of like gear, like in how in his office, and then in the field, and he like he kind of balances out pretty well i think so maybe that might be more of a i don't know gateway drug you know a little bit <laughs> and, and, consume that content. and even yeah but even when he does gear it's like he combines it with outside a little bit like i feel like like it's not like he a can, yeah just studio stuff right i mean he's made yeah he's made full-on videos in the studio talking about gear but yeah i see what mm-hmm. you mean a lot of it's actual like practice like he actually goes out in the field and shows you what he does with it Mm-hmm. Like I feel like some of these photographers, I won't, I won't say their names, but some of the big YouTubers, who photography YouTubers with millions of subscribers. I mean, we know who I'm talking about. But I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> they really aren't haven't been like actual photographers for years. Like they don't really take images anymore. I, you know, it's just. I'd like to shift towards people who are you know active in the in their field. You know. Yeah, they're actually like established, and they have been for a while. Let's say. I mean, not to get on a tangent, but like, how many do you think are like fly by night? Like, they just kind of come in, swoop up all these followers and likes, and kind of leave. You know what I mean? How many? Like, what really, do you mean? Like the big YouTubers? Like how, yeah, like how many really? I don't feel like any of them really. I'm not sure if really. How many of them would you say really get like overnight success though? A lot of them take time. Like successful as photographers themselves, or yeah, or just yeah, or successful on YouTube or popular. On I mean, I, I think the uh, Northrop's—they're pretty good wildlife photographers. Um, but like Jared Poland, like he he takes a couple of portraits, but I haven't seen like amazing work from him in like a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. It's it's like no the hate, first no hate towards him. I mean, he has a oh, great no, no. brand. He's taught a lot of people photography, but he just. Probably doesn't have time to take photos anymore. This brand and everything. Yeah, it keeps dropping news and all that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's weird because it's like the first. You ever like think like the first thing that comes to mind when you think of someone, and it's like him, for example, Jared Poland. It's like, oh, I just assume I. I think the first thing I think of is gear and like news. You know what I mean? I don't think of him as a photographer. 
And once again, I'm not downplaying him because like you said, he does, he has done portrait work and all that stuff and teaches people. But it's just like a weird thing to think about. And then, you know, I may think of and like he, Thomas. And he, even he like, goes, uh, you know, even out, like Peter, Peter McKinnon the past couple of years, he used to be big into photography. Now he's just kind of gotten so big that he's like directing stuff now and just is like, I feel like it's kind of separate from that world. Mm hmm. He's become maybe more of a, like a videographer, I'd say, if anything. Mm -hmm. And like a personality too. Like people like his coffee and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with like video content is you're putting your face out there and it's like you better have a good, um, I guess, personality and put your best foot forward. You know, mm -hmm. you have to be, you have to almost make yourself, yeah, like a personality. But to make it sure it's, make sure it's natural, of course. For sure. Yeah. People can sniff um, out fake. And I think, Mm -hmm. yeah and uh in general i want to spend less time on instagram i still want to post quite a bit um but i want to like spend less time scrolling through my feed because there's just no reason i really need to mm -hmm. me too yeah. but yeah. i already said that <laughs> instagram is like the one like i'm the worst at and what by worst i mean like i spend the most time on because it is such mm -hmm. a great community on there i think i met so many people from there i post photos you know everyone there's a lot of engagement, you know, talking and commenting and it's great. You know, I get inspired by other people's photos, but like still I spend so much time on there when I could be doing, you know, elsewhere, like editing more photos, mm -hmm. putting together a photo book, um, just anything else, you know, go even going out and shooting, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's why we do all this, you know, uh, do that. one thing, one thing I wanted to challenge myself to is, um, instead of watching a, video about photography actually go out and do photography if possible <laughs> i mean i still like i try to limit once again i try to limit like my video watching i guess of other photographers because i do enjoy like watching a select few um people but it's like i do agree where it's like there comes a point where you just you may be like marathoning someone's channel and you go like oh wait why am i doing this i could just go do it myself <laughs> in, a, in a way you know <laughs> yeah I, I remember when i discovered ben horn i watched it all all of his videos in a weekend <laughs> Jeez. Just, yeah that goes back i mean it like is ben horn, years. So can you blame me but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you had to choose one i'd say him he's got a great uh -huh. the way he sets them up with like the episodic kind of series is really enjoyable i think yeah so i saw like uh all of his zions like the, all the locations he would go back to every year for like five years straight oh so, my gosh that's, that's, that'd be kind of cool the marathon does though because then it's like you're seeing yeah. the evolution because he, he he plans for all that stuff like he sets out locations oh, yeah. for the next Intensely year plans them mm -hmm. yeah and if you watch his very first video his very first video i think it was 20 or 2009 i believe i could be wrong i think it was 2009 2010 and it's like let's be honest it's not the best but like mm -hmm. <laughs> compared to the like, time yeah Oh yeah, because I mean, he's the very, for, he's the very first um, uh, what was it landscape photographer vlogger I believe on YouTube. Yeah, he was first vlogger to and show he's, the he's, photography stuff. So. Yeah, and he's so humble about it too. But like at the same time, that's I'd say it's quite bragging rights if you ask me. Like he was ahead of the curve, and he didn't monetize, so he didn't get as much growth. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you know, he yeah. just does it for the love of photography. And so. you look at him now, it's like his production value is intensely, it's like insane. Like compared to that first video, it's like crazy how much it's changed. Mm -hmm. Improved, I mean, rather. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, on the All, All Tangents Photography Podcast. Uh, <laughs> so you got any more, Henry? 
that you're uh, wanting to do less this year? I don't think so. No. Really? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I wanted... So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just rolling right through these, I guess, but that's cool. Um, nice way to ease back into the, the show here. Um, so mm-hmm. season two of All Outdoor Photography, I want to do more of that. <laughs> I want to do more of the podcast. I want to focus more on this. I feel like it's a great way to get guests on, hear different perspectives, all that stuff. Um, so I want to focus more on that because we kind of just jumped into this halfway through 2020. Um, it was a great surprise. I'll get at that because I didn't think at the beginning of the year, like I was going to be doing a podcast, but here I am, you know, with Henry and stuff. So it's, it's been really great, but I want to do, yeah, more with the podcast, um, you know, once a week as we have been doing at least with the episodes. Um, and so other than that, I want to do more uh, dedicated birding trips. So that's with or without the camera. I just want to get out there, chase birds, not literally, but like do travel to see birds in particular. Because um, I started doing that a little bit more last year, and it's definitely enjoyable. It's a lot more uh, rewarding because I, I do consider myself a little bit like a lazy birder. I don't really go out as much as I should or definitely want to. Um, so I definitely would do more of that, get some better wildlife photos in as a result of that. Um also want to do more longer hikes and backpacking trips, um, lots more um, overnight camping. That's something I kind of did a little bit last summer um, to some mild results, um, but I definitely want to try out more this year and do some longer hikes. And by longer, I mean like 20 plus miles in a day. You know, stuff that's, yeah, I mean, last year I did a backpacking trail um, here in my area of Ohio. It's called Twin Valley Trail. I made a video about it and a blog thing about it. Um, and I did it twice last year and that's like about 27 miles. Did that in a single day, both days. Um, so have you, uh, have you ever considered doing like a multi-night camping trip? Um, yeah, I'd love to. Well, it's, it's funny cause when I first, the, um, the Twin Valley Trail or TVT for short, um, a lot of people break that up into overnights, um, because there is like campsites sprinkled throughout the whole trail. And I was like challenging myself. I'm like, cause I just like to, of course I was like, why not? So I'll do it in one day. <laughs> and it's it's doable it's doable it takes about seven to eight hours total um elapsed time um which i mean for the most times a year is like perfect like you get out early in the morning at sunrise and you're pretty much back to your car your vehicle right before dark so it works out pretty well but yeah i definitely want to do more hiking in general yeah. and are longer. there uh on that hike is there any like waterfalls or anything cool to see on there oh yeah 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 um because this one in particular it it's actually um how do i describe this it's sandwiched in between it includes but it's like two big metro parks like thousands of acres in both of them and there's gorgeous scenic yeah it's wooded ravines waterfalls um just beautiful displays of old growth mature woodland tons of wildlife i mean these these are like some of my favorite places i've ever been to um, with the camera and hiking in general. Um, so you're hiking through all these and in between it is, um, this town called Germantown, Ohio. Um, and so it's like, you get a little bit of urban hiking in there through hiking, but yeah, you're mostly in this really kind of rugged, like as bad as mills, nowhere as you can get, you know, for Ohio. Like I barely pass anyone. It's so great. So great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool trail. It's definitely a lot of fun. It's, it's, you get home in your store, of course, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, that's a great goal. Hiking is so fun. I mean, it's, it's weird. Cause it's of my goals. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. My, my goals aren't really 
that specific. I just like to do more of things I like to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like increasing what you already did, you know, just making it better. Right. I'm not like, I mean, I, I wouldn't complain, but I'm not like setting out to do like the North Country Trail this year or Buckeye Trail even. That's one I want to do eventually in my lifetime, but I just want to do more of the things I like, you know, so just more hiking mm. and backpacking trips. Um, so yeah, <laughs> well, besides those two, um, I definitely, in terms of photography, I want to experiment more with genres that may, may or may not be um, outside of my comfort zone a little bit more. Um, I found last year I was really kind of branching out and trying different things, um, especially later in the year, um, like old uh, architecture, just like old uh, monuments and structures that are in my area, landmarks, uh, covered bridges, anything with like historical significance, because I do really like uh, local history and reading about it. So I'm like, why don't I just photograph it, you know, at the same time. Um, so I want to do more of that, um, but still kind of keeping the realm of like landscape and outdoor kind of related photography. So I'm not, I'm not really going to do like Bodier or anything, you know, anything that's kind of more <laughs> weird, I guess, or just the stuff that like. That, that may be the craziest pronunciation I've ever heard. Is that how you pronounce it? it I think it's Boudoir. <laughs> Oh really? I've heard, I swear I've heard both. That <laughs> no, sounds okay. like the, that sounds like the French way of saying it. Boudoir. Like, <laughs> anyways, um, well, whatever it is, um, yeah, I, like I feel like it's nice for photographers to have like we'll call it a blacklist, like genres that never want to do in general, and that's kind of like one of mine, um, just for my own reasons. So, I, I just there, don't are there do. any? Are there any in particular, like street or anything like that? Or I've um, I've kind of meddled in street a little bit. I kind of did last year, but I, I don't really, I haven't really shared it anywhere except maybe like one Facebook group. Um, and it was actually the George Floyd protests, um, but it was here in my hometown. They had a protest, pretty decent size, but nothing crazy happened really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, but- I was in, I'm, I'm in Louisville, which is the city of the Breonna Taylor uh, shooting, so. I oh, saw yeah, a lot of true. persons. Wow. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, mine had uh, here around Dayton, Ohio, where I'm at. They had the uh, what was his name? John Crawford. It was like oh yeah, six years ago. Yeah, I was at the Walmart, and it's a Walmart I used to go to all the time. I don't really go to Walmart now, but for other reasons, I just don't want to go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's just weird stuff like that. But um, anyways, I experimented. I guess you could call that street because it is like genuine i didn't get releases mm-hmm. obviously for random people i mean i was far away too so it wasn't anything crazy but um yeah i mean street would be kind of fun i think i want to do more of that actually i say that um but mm-hmm. and then just more portraiture and more freelance jobs and stuff that's just in you know do more people i think outdoors you know photographing at least you know that'd be kind of fun mm-hmm. and then um for my last point uh i want to do more videos and blogging um, obviously that'd be the YouTube and my blog. Um, cause I definitely, I'm really getting the writing in general, just in my own life. I've been doing lots of writing these past couple of months and, um, especially about my work and all that. So I want to focus more on that. Um, I definitely want to get more consistent about YouTube just because it is such a big time commitment and all that, but I want to try to do out more than a few, put out more than a few videos per month if I can, if at all possible. Um, cause they're, they're, there comes times where maybe I'll have like a month or two where I might post one or two videos and I want to definitely ramp that up more and get more exposure that way. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a good goal. Mm. Um, 
Have you considered any uh, physical projects this year, like any books, any calendars? Or um, I, I really liked how my calendar for 2021 turned out. So it's already out. You can purchase it with a link down below. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> we might as well include a link, I guess. No. Um, I so, will. We, we can. Yeah. Okay. It's our show, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I did make one for this year. I kind of made it last minute in December, but um, it turned out pretty well. Quite a few people bought them and, you know, friends and family and stuff, which is really nice. So I appreciate that. Um, so I'm definitely going to do one this year. I already have like a tentative cover made, like a design, I guess, if you will. Um, so I want to do that again, probably earlier in the year, like maybe in fall, I'll start promoting it and such, have it ready um, to be released and stuff. But um, other than that, I definitely want to get a photo book, which I might start working on soon. Um, just for this first one, because I'm like, what do I start with that really like represents myself as a whole? Because, you know, the first book's kind of like that pressure of that, right? At least I think. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about just doing a big like retrospective. I don't know how many images or pages. Um, there probably won't be text. There might be like a caption, XF data, maybe some like cheesy quotes because I love quotes if you can't tell. Um, maybe stuff like that. I don't know, but um, something like that. But it'll be like a big retrospective over, I guess, the past couple of years because that's really what I've been focusing on. Uh, just photos I love, maybe great stories with them involved, you know, just whatever I feel like. But So that might be something I'll look forward to, or you can look forward to rather um, making, I might make sometime this year. I'll, I'll let you all know, of course, um, but that'll be fun. But I feel like to kind of go to tie in with the less social media and the video and blogging, I feel like the the result and the reward of creating a video or like a writing piece is much more rewarding than posting on social media. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just for me, it's like I understand YouTube is kind of like social media and stuff and all that. But like it's the effort I have to put into making a video. It's like it's rewarding because at the end I'm just like, that was a lot of work, but like I enjoyed it, the process and, you know, putting Mm -hmm. it together and watching people react to it. So there is like a good end result. I feel like from that, you know, and then writing of course the same way where it's like, I put in all this time and effort and it pays off by people enjoying it. And it's all free at least right now, (laughs) you know, I'm not doing paid videos. I don't think, but you know, it's just, it's fun. I do it for the process first. Yeah, I mean, if you if you start posting consistently too, uh, the algorithm might pick you up, and who knows, could be a big YouTuber by the end of twenty twenty one. Oh dang! Call me out. I'm gonna hold you accountable. <laughs> I, ch- I now. challenge you, yeah, Henry. I'm I'm holding you accountable. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, just more of the stuff I've always done. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I've rambled enough. Yeah. So yeah. how about you, Henry? Anything else? With oh. The- oh, no, no. Nope. All right. Uh, so for me, um, my first thing is I was gifted a uh, 70s Canon AE-1. So it's a film camera. Um, it's 35 millimeters, so full frame equivalent. But uh, it shoots on film, of course. Um, so I've been using that a little bit. I got Right now I have three 24 uh, exposure film. Uh, so I've, I think I've done five shots so far. Uh, and it's it's really fun. It's like super fun to use. Um, it's not all manual. It's actually an automatic film camera, but I actually keep it on manual because I like the the feel of changing all the dials and stuff and like metering the scene. Um, and I just like the 
the promise of it. Um, I really haven't done that much, so I'm, I'm looking to do it a lot more in 2021. Uh, I'm not going to use it frequently, I think, um, just when, you know, I'm probably when I'm tired of digital and I just want to slow down and focus on compositions. Uh, but yeah, it's just a kind of a side photography thing that I'm excited about for 2021. You kind of answered my question, I guess, but I was going to ask, like, why do you, why did you pick it up? I guess let's say. Well, it it was a gift, so uh, true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just like I was a little bit hesitant at first, but then I realized it's it's you know it's very similar to digital photography, but it it just looking through that viewfinder and not knowing what shot you're going to get is a pretty cool feeling. Um, I I definitely I'm not going to switch to film or anything, not even close, but. Um, it's just really cool. I, I mean, I have a store down the road for me that can develop the film, so it's not going to, it doesn't cost too much and it's it'll be quick turnaround time. So just an interesting side thing. And it really helps me uh, just know settings better and how settings affect your images. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I would mm-hmm. see, I guess my theme right now is challenges, but yeah, I would feel like that's a nice challenge because it is something that's kind of out of your comfort zone a little bit because we are, you and me are so used to digital and like to not have that, um, that security, that, that blanket of like, Oh, I know what my exposure is. It's kind of scary. You know? Yeah. I mean, I had never even used a, a viewfinder before. I was always an electronic viewfinder until I got this film camera. So I started on mirrorless and I've always been on mirrorless. So this is even my first viewfinder. So you have to like wind the film and turn the dials and do the precise manual focus and everything it's it's challenging but hopefully it's worth it once i develop the film <laughs> that's crazy i didn't even think about that that you started with mirrorless too so yeah you really did not have a viewfinder at all no yeah, i've always known that's what scary. my exposure was going to be <laughs> <laughs> there's something else wow huh yeah. kids these days <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i at least um, i took in high school film but like I didn't like the process. I've told people that, but you know, I'd be willing to go back to it. Like you are, you know, if I was ever gifted a film camera, I'm not asking for it now if anyone's wondering, but (laughs) but if you did give it, I wouldn't complain. But um, yeah, I mean, film's just a whole, it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting kind of deviation from what we're used to nowadays. And also what I like about it is uh, I got two lenses with it. So I got like a 50 millimeter prime and that'll be really nice to, kind of i'm going to try to mostly restrict myself to that lens um just to kind of add an extra element of challenge to things mm-hmm. and i also got a like a vintage telephoto so it's like i don't know it's like 60 to 150 or something uh, and it's a macro lens so i can do some like film macro stuff with that yeah, that sounds fun cool mm-hmm. i bet is there this might be a dumb question but like can you use this lenses on modern dslrs uh, with an adapter? Not, D, not DSLRs, but yeah, with mirrorless cameras. So I can oh, adapt really? it to my camera. Yeah, I'll have to buy an adapter, but I'm, I'm thinking about doing that. So. I mean, it might be a nice little thing to toy around with, mm. if anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't have a macro lens, so why not adapt that macro lens to my camera? Right, right. That's cool. Mm. And then with your new tripod you got, you could just mount it on there, you know, which is neat. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've, yeah, I've been shooting all my film on that tripod. So that's cool. Yeah, that's that's a wonder wonderful thing about all this stuff is it kind of all, for the most part, is universal. You know, it all goes together. Mm. Yep, and it's Canon too, which is you know keeping that brand loyalty up. So. <laughs> it's what you know it. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So my next one is like photography, business growth. Um, and I'm thinking that'll mostly be through YouTube. I'm, I haven't started yet. I'm going to try to do probably once, but maybe twice a week, YouTube videos. Um, I really want to stick to that schedule this year. I got bad in the last half of uh, 2020, but I really want to stick to that because um, my channel has been like exploding in views recently. Uh, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I I have no (laughs) idea why because I haven't been making content. But like I made a top 10 images of 2020 and it got like 200 views in like the first couple days. And I didn't didn't even tag it. I don't know why it blew up, but it did. So I don't know. I'd want to capitalize on that and try to grow because I figure, you know, YouTube can lead to just more opportunities and stuff. And, you know, just I like making videos. So it's not that hard for me to do. So Yeah, you enjoyed the process, kind of like what I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking about doing like in the field videos in 2021. Uh, but what I realized is uh, like I I'm doing like a short film for like a unrelated like project for like a art school thing in the summer. So I was shooting some like nature footage and I, I, I really like realized that I don't like switching between like photo and video when I'm out in the field. Like it just it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think I decided that I'm going to keep with the in-studio stuff, really refine that. Um, Cause I, I don't think I would really be too good at the in-field vlogging stuff. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but like when I started making those um, about two years ago now, it's, I was in the same boat. I mean, I still am today, like with what you just said, but like it's, it's tough. And I, the only thing I could say is like, if you plan to be out with the camera, like for two hours, and you want to film a video, I would say double that, maybe even triple, you know, the amount of time you're out there just so you can get a nice, well-rounded video with good cut B-roll and actual photos that are actually good that you're proud of, you know, all that stuff and the storyline that go together to, you know, wrap the bow in the whole package. Because it is tough. It is very tough. You know, I'm pretty sure I've never probably, I don't think I've ever went out and was like, gee, I'm just going to get perfect video first try, you know, or something. It's, it's not, it's not that easy. It is a lot of work and juggling it all on your own too. It's just, mm. yeah, it's tough. So I yeah. still, I'm disappointed, but <laughs> I really, I, I feel like you'd make a great one, honestly. Cause I, I remember you did that hiking. Let's was it? I'm sorry. What is it called? Let's go for a hike or something short mm. film. Yeah. Um, I yeah. actually, that, that film I was talking about for the art school, it's another kind of nature film. So that'll be on my channel soon. Oh, cool. Um, that'll actually probably be next week's video for Ooh. starting my weekly upload schedule. So uh, it's not the best. Uh, I kind of had to throw it together pretty quickly, um, <laughs> but it's, it's decent. So I shot it in 4k, so it looks nice at least. Is it, uh, is it like the similar to that one video I just mentioned? Like Yes. Very similar. Yeah. So I'm, I'm applying to the same program this year. So I'm kind of cool. trying to follow the same guidelines. So it's like cinematic videography and be around, um, excuse me, in voiceover pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. I, I really like that video of yours. I honestly, Thank you. Thank no, I, I was like, whoa, because you're just kind of like, yeah, I made that for school project. And I like actually like watched it that day, and I was like, whoa, this for like what like two minutes, you know? I was just like, wow, with it. I really thought it was cool. So maybe that'd be more of like your speed, yeah, not I really mean, like a vlog. yeah. If if I do end up doing in the field, I think it'll be more of that cinematic style, I like. Like more like I guess like Ben Horn to an extent where he kind of narrates from the computer, 
and stuff. Um, I know he does a bit of vlogging, but like, you know, like the voiceover. The, you film the clips and then just, yeah, write the story later mm-hmm. in post. So. Right. That's, that's a good way to do it. I've even done a uh, timer to it, at least. I've done a video where it's like, I won't even speak. Like, I'll be out in the field and I'll get photos, but like, I won't even speak. I'll just let like the noise and the ambience of it kind of take over. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's an idea for you. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely yeah. like the cinematic kind of feel. And that might be, yeah, definitely I'm not try to project on you, but like it's your channel and everything. But it's like that might be something cool to try. Yeah. Time or two, like you are. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to uh, kind of expand and maybe get some wildlife video. Because um, my uh, my lens has pretty good autofocus, I've noticed. So for video, I actually, I had never used it for video until this short film that I shot. Um and I got a better tripod that I can actually hold my wildlife lens now. So <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I might just even uh, put those clips on Instagram, maybe like as the second photo, have like a video to accompany the image, maybe something or, like that. Oh yeah, or on IGTV or, or your like reels. Uh-huh. I'm still like locked. It. I'm still locked out of reels. I that's don't know right. why. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bummer. Man. I, I I made. I think the fr- I've only made two so far, but the first one I made actually like blew up. Like it was pretty big. Oh, nice. I'm trying to brag, but I mean, no, it was like a thousand views and it racked up real quick. People liking it. Um, a Ooh. couple people probably followed me from it, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Do you have a pan swivel tilt um, tripod head? Uh, I do. I have not tried that on my new legs yet, but I think it'll work on there. Okay. Um, That's the only thing I'd recommend. Um, you could do with a ball head video work with the telephoto, like you're saying, but like you might want the more smooth, you know, gimbal, like kind of fluid fluidity of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, uh, the IS is pretty good on that lens as well. So I think oh, it cool. could take a little bit of shake. So. Cool. Yeah. I would even, you, you reminded me of something cause I wanted to try that too, honestly, is do like a wildlife video kind of day where like, I just don't, I don't care about photos necessarily. I just go out to get video of like birds or mm-hmm. whatever mammals or mammals that aren't birds (laughs) you know stuff like that yeah so yeah it's probably easy it's i don't know if it's easier but it's uh definitely different because you it's easier yeah you you don't have to have uh, Yeah. yeah you don't have to have the high shutter speed or anything like it's i feel like it's fairly uh, easier settings wise like you still use the 180 degrees shutter rule like the 150th of the second oh definitely yeah the only problem i could see is like does that camera have autofocus i mean i guess that's a dumb question video oh yeah it has great uh video autofocus okay does it make like does the motor drive make sounds when it's hunting for focus like Uh, not not on my wildlife lens no okay because mine it's like it'll pick up in the audio like you heard you know, the clicking sound. As oh, it, yeah. It's uh-huh. terrible. Yeah, so whenever I do video, I make sure, unless if it's like a video clip, I know I'm going to remove that audio track and put music. Mm-hmm. I just, like, don't mess with the auto. Like, I would just mm-hmm. manual focus and leave it set there. Um, mm-hmm. So that might be a thing to consider if it ever is And And actually, uh, Ryan, that reminds me, um, you, you told me you're considering buying a RP. Um, yes. Oh. And the, the wildlife autofocus is actually a lot better than I thought. There was the setting that I just had did not have on. I was dumb that I was just not using. <laughs> um, and it, it's like redefined my wildlife with that camera. Like it's so much better. So you could definitely use it well for that. I just wanted to add that before I forget. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. Um, uh-huh. What was it? I'm just curious. 
well, it was like the the tracking um, autofocus. I but I didn't realize that I had IAF turned on, so that's why it was like doing so bad, like tracking wise. Oh, okay. So I turned that off, and now it just locks right onto the bird. So cool, cool. I was like, did you set to Al Servo? Like, I was trying to think of like what else. All I'm- right. Um. So my next one is patience, and I have pretty good like wildlife patience, I would say. Uh, but like landscape wise, uh, I really need to do better with like light and like waiting for the right light. Um, like maybe like I get so impatient sometimes that I'll, like take the shot and like then the cloud comes like say the sun escapes from the cloud. and I'm like, oh, the light's better, but I already got the shot. So I might as well move on. Like I have that problem a lot. So I, I just like to slow down in general with my photography. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's definitely, um, especially with landscapes, especially it's like being patient. Like sometimes I just want to pack it up even after sunset, you know, pack it up and leave. But even like the twilight hour, the blue hour um, of light is gorgeous in its own right. And it deserves its own time in front of the camera. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Same with compositions too. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. looking for stuff. Um, I find with it and without the camera, you know, just pre-scouting and just seeing what you can find. And then going back to it later in better light. So I guess those two go together, of course. So mm-hmm. yeah, just being patient. Yeah. Um, so another thing is kind of post-processing knowledge. And this is kind of like the software in general. So the first thing I'm doing is better organization um, overall, like in my like editing software, just making sure I can find the photos that I need to find quickly. Um, I had a very disorganized catalog last year, um, so I, I'm already changing that. Um, and also, I want to like expand uh, Photoshop knowledge a little bit more. Um, I actually have I purchased the Nick Page courses. I did his uh, beginner one, but I also still have a uh, dodging and burning and uh, luminosity mask course that I need to do. Um, so I'll I'll definitely do that sometime in 2021. Uh, I know luminosity masking is like could like redefine my landscapes. Like it, they could get like insane with those. Like <laughs> crazy technique. It's crazy challenging. But if there's anybody who could teach me, I guess it would be Nick Page. So yeah. I mean, you're you're in good hands if that's the case. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, we did an episode for season one on the the show here about workflow, and I I know you touched upon it there, but like maybe just run it down for us real quick, like. How was your system of like so, organizing? You know, so last year it was just literally just dump the photos into the catalog. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I did my, I did my raw file sorting, but when I would put it in my Lightroom catalog, just be all in one place. Wouldn't be in any separate uh, collections. Wouldn't be any separate colors, anything color coding, nothing like that. Hmm. Uh, but this year I have like colors for like final photos, colors for focus stacks, colors for panoramas. Um, and then I also have collections on location, um, genre, so like landscapes or wildlife or something like that. Um, and then star rating, so I can rate the photos. Like if I see one that sticks out to me, I can go ahead and rate it and then maybe come back to it. Um, so I'm just trying to be a lot more organized with that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like an improvement for sure. Like you're using all the tools and resources in front of you like the rating system i don't even mess with that the star rating i just don't find that it's just a waste of time to me like, I don't and know. 
yeah, but uh, I found this feature in my camera that really sold me on it. I can actually rate in my camera and it transfers over to Lightroom. Uh, cool. I'm trying to train myself to use it more because I'm like stuck in the you know mindset of not using it because <laughs> you know, muscle memory, but uh, it, it's a really cool feature. I bet that'd be kind of cool to maybe it's a little social experiment, but like maybe in the field, like, Oh, I got this best photo ever five stars or four stars. And then you get home and you kind of go like, why did I rate that? Like you, maybe you'll edit it like a few days later and you're like, why did I like it so much? It's terrible. Like change your mind about it. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of neat to see that. Yeah. I, I, I just find it helpful for like, uh, like wildlife when I have like the big sprays of like birds. Um, if I see one that's like clearly in focus or, doesn't have motion blur you know i'll throw a quick star on it just so i know oh okay good point good point yeah (laughs) i definitely yeah i don't know about you but i come home with more wildlife shots than i do anything else and Uh, it is because of the first one my wildlife shots are the the most trash ones like all the (laughs) like 200 blurry birds you know (laughs) yes because since i'm on since i'm at f11 i gotta be really low with my shutter speed so i gotta have a stationary bird most of the time so i gotta make sure keep that shutter speed down oh my gosh the success rate compared to any other photos i take is just so low (laughs) i know it's crazy but when you get like i don't know about you it's like when i get a bird shot that's like really tack sharp and it's like great composition color it's like oh dude it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. easily doesn't matter what species i'm just like yeah so yeah once you nail it it's so easy to get a good picture yeah (laughs) that's the challenge good light yeah (laughs) That's great. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, I'll have to try those out then, too, using yeah. the rating and stuff. Yeah, that's a neat idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure your camera has it since it's uh, Canon as I'm well. I'm curious if that works because I use Skyline still. Um, I've always thought about migrating over to something else or just using Lightroom like most people. But like I'm still using Skyline, uh, Luminar, Aurora, and I wonder if it works for that. So I, I, you've, you've piqued my interest. I want to try it now, see if it mm-hmm. you know, carries over because there is a rating system on there, I believe cool yeah um and then my final thing is just kind of to expand photographer friendships um mostly through the podcast actually because like i dm with david uh, a decent amount now which is nice you know he's a big photographer me too Uh, just kind of expanding the you know relationships of bigger photographers even just similar size photographers in the community so just kind of expanding that through the podcast and through my own instagram and youtube and yeah, and maybe even in person a little bit too. There's really not much many nature photographers in Louisville, but you know maybe I can find some. So, I've I found with because um, a lot of my videos are like on YouTube are like localized. Like if it's like an in the field video, I'll put the name of the park or like the location of that, and I'll get like months later, even now, like people watching these videos and they'll leave these like detailed like paragraphs you know explaining like oh i love this part growing up and stuff and it's just like so cool to relate to people on that level um I, i'm not sure if i call them friends but just like people that find the work and they just like really identify with it and then you know you maybe you can build a friendship out of that you know photographers hikers yeah. you name it you know mm-hmm. so i definitely agree with you there yeah i want to go out and shoot with more people too you know same yeah, yeah. you and me both <laughs> well I, i'm yeah, that that is one of my resolutions to shoot with Ryan this year. That'll be fun. Oh, thanks. You too, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it done. Um, I already got, oh, yeah. I got already got a few people lined up for like this year. They're like, we should go out, you know, with the cameras. And I'm like, heck yeah, like people okay. I haven't even gone out with before. And I'm like, I, I find it always exciting to see like how everyone's like thought process is out there, 
and just, you know, see what they see, I guess, and what they do. Mm-hmm. It's neat to exchange that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've actually ever shot with another nature photographer, so maybe I do things oh, really? completely different than other people. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've done one-on-ones a lot, like with just friends or just random people, and it's like, this can be fun. Um, but even groups, you know, it's just neat to see us all kind of, like, I guess, collaborate mm-hmm. and just, like, exchange information, yeah. network. I don't, I don't think this will be uh 2021 for me, but I really like to do a uh, photo workshop 2022. I mean, not host one, but actually go on one. Um, mm. I'm hoping maybe to get into a Thomas Eden one. I'll be old enough by then. So maybe Jeez. Patagonia 2022, if I can <laughs> scrounge up the money, I'm definitely going to go. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I hope you can. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. They're actually, they're actually not that bad uh, price wise. So I don't know. I believe it. Might be discounts. I don't know how that works or how there's he a lot of, lot of camping and stuff. So, well, yeah, that's a part of the experience. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, they but that, that keeps the price down, which is nice. So, oh, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go, just go wild camping like he does. <laughs> it's free. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Honestly, that's cool, man. I hope you can do that. Yeah, save up the money for it. I hope so. Yeah. yeah I mean, awesome. it's 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 better than it's better than buying a new camera. So. It's either that or get the Canon R5. So, yeah, I guess I'll yeah, I guess we'll tack on another point. Is that um, I was talking to you before the show we hit record, and uh, I'm thinking this year when I, I guess another goal I have I want to get a better, uh, newer vehicle, and I've been kicking it over because I'm like, but the lenses and I still got camera body, and I'm like, you know, just kicking myself because I'm like, I don't know which one I want, um, but I keep leaning towards the car just because I can travel farther, and you know, it's more reliable vehicle, and I feel like that's better. Like I can, I'm familiar with the gear I have now. I just want to get off yeah. to new places and use it. You know, do you have, do you have anything in mind? Like any brands or anything for gear or car or car was, um, so I have a 99 Jeep grand Cherokee right now. It's, it's been great. It's been great for the past three years. Um, those are the best. It, it's, it's great. Um, but I, I just, for the sake of variety, I want to get something different, you know, and I'm looking at Subarus, probably like a cross track, um, something newer in the past couple of years. It's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Um, hopefully, I'll get it in like the first quarter of 2021. So maybe like March or at the latest April. Um, we will see. We will see. But um, yeah, that comes at the expense though of camera gear because that's expensive too. And then like I'm trying to like think it through. I might be able to get some like a lens or a camera maybe at the end of the year. But I don't know. That's that's asking for too much, I think. But we, we will see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I want to travel more though, farther, you know. Just more places, new places, old places, doesn't matter. Yep. More experiences. Um Yeah, that that's cool. Um make sure it has enough room to camp in it though, if you wanna maybe Oh yeah. I know like some photographers sleep in their car. Just you know, make sure it can <laughs> I'm surprisingly I've not done that yet. I really want to, but I just never have. I don't know. I've had a few opportunities, mm-hmm. but um yeah, it's like a four door S U V size. It can I'm I'm, nice. I'm not big at all. I can fit in the back. I always put down the rear seats anyways because I don't have kids, you know, so more, more cabin space. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, that, that's something I'm looking forward to. So, yeah, should be a lot of fun. You know, go yeah. up farther, farther away in Ohio, at least, and maybe even out of the state. I don't know yet. We will see. Yeah. Uh, for me, purchase wise this year, um, I am going to be adding a new uh, lens to my arsenal. So. Uh, my birthday is in about a month, so I'm gonna pay for half of a 1635 f4. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, oh, cool, cool. 
yeah, just kind of expand the. I've never shot that wide before, so it'll be interesting. It's fun, man. It's it, you know, you just gotta focus on that you know perspective distortion, you know, because most people find that undesirable. But yeah, the wide angle is fun. It's fun to play the wide game. I think. Mm. Um, it's, yeah. it's probably the highest quality lens um, I've had, so it'll be nice to really see sharpness. You know, like I feel like it's a very professional lens. Right. Yeah. Be great um at least you're getting new lenses <laughs> it's just like, yeah i know it's uh-huh. it, new gear new gear is so fun though you know getting a new lens i'm just like oh the, the applications of it you know it's always exciting yeah. um, maybe i will get an rp by the end of the year um unless something else comes along there yeah i would probably wait there's a new like entry level uh mirrorless r camera coming soon apparently so okay I mean, I was looking at. But, I mean, the RP is good too. You could just get that once it's on sale or something. It, it'll probably be even cheaper by the end of the year. But um, yeah. right now it'll I'm, probably be down to like seven hundred or something. I was gonna say, yeah, the prices I'm looking at used because I buy almost everything used. Honestly, just saves a little dough. But um, I'm mm-hmm. looking at about eight hundred, nine hundred for just the body. So yeah, I mean that'd nice. be cool. Um, we will see. I'll, I'll keep price hunting, I guess, and <laughs> see if there's a good deal waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Do you have any other um, things, resolutions? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to start a portrait page soon. Uh, oh, dang. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of similar to what you did. I'm not, I'm not copying you or anything. but uh, It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You're inspired. Mainly because uh, I'm going to be a senior in high school next year, and I have a lot of friends who you know want senior portraits and stuff. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, that would yeah. be a good place to advertise for that. So. Right on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> updates and announcements. Um, I think, <laughs> let me see here. Um, yeah, that freelance uh, wetlands association that I've been working with pretty much since halfway through last year. Um, I'm going to be starting soon a video project, actually. Um, I photographed three events so far, um, or I did last year. And this year, they're going to, I mean, I'm already in talks, you know, exchanging emails. I've already had one phone call. Um, so stuff's getting pretty serious i guess but um i'm gonna make like a three minute short film talking about some like the wetland properties that they own and there's gonna be like some voiceover not by me but like some of the volunteers when i voice over and i'm gonna record that um i'm gonna put in some of my photos i've taken at the parks into the video itself i'm gonna you know slap some music on there and call it a day that's awesome you should put some uh maybe consider putting some like wildlife video in too yeah, I mean, it's, we'll see. The only problem is this time of year is because everything's so, like, bleh, you know. I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think I might throw in some colorful photos in, like, a little mini slideshow. But then again, it's only, like, three minutes. So it's not going to be, like, terribly long. And plus, it's going to have the voiceover and stuff. But um, we will see. We'll see. Awesome. Yeah. And then, um, actually, as we speak right now, um, I have the very first, I guess, another season two of On Location. Um, so I'm starting that back up this year. Um, I got probably about 30 locations, both big and small. Um, to start off with, I'm going to start with small places, like very, very small, like community parks that you would not think a photo would be at, but I'm going to try. And so I got the very first video. It's going to be uploaded pretty much right now as we're recording this. Um, so that'll be on my YouTube channel. I'm really excited to start that series up again. And um, yeah, keep making videos in that way. So Awesome. Yeah, be fun. And I think when this episode comes out, it'll be my birthday. So it'll be 25. And, mm. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
Send me a lens. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> Birthday uh, lens. <laughs> maybe maybe when I'm a millionaire nature photographer, I'll, I'll send you one. <laughs> Plot twist. It's a pinhole camera or something. <laughs> uh-huh. They made it with like, you know, I don't know. $5. I can I can send you like those uh Amazon like Vivitar lenses like the oh man <laughs> combo pack or something I don't know jeez oh, that'd, that'd be funny uh-huh. <laughs> I need a waterproof yeah. bag so I don't drop cameras in water <laughs> that's actually good that, that, that's another I should have mentioned that that's a less um, that's something I want to do less of this year is drop cameras and gear and water yeah because <laughs> I was doing that way too much last year and this year I want to do a hundred percent less. You may have to switch to iPhone photography if you drop another camera. Oh, so. <laughs> I guess if I drop the only camera body I have now, yeah, I'd be stuck with a smartphone. That's a challenge accepted. I mean, it'd definitely be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we will see. We'll see. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this year. Um, as interesting as, I won't say bad, but like as interesting as last year was, for better or worse, you know, I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. And the show, of course. Um, we're going to have more guests. I got quite a few lined up that are I definitely know they're interested and other ones I still want to ask, uh, big and small guests, and uh, more episodes, more topics um, uh, from us, yours truly, and all about outdoor photography. So we will see. Yeah, well, thank you guys for uh, watching today. Yeah, um, thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for watching the Owl Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.